What is up, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of the Michael Like Stuff podcast. On today's episode, I chatted with my friends Chase and Tanner. We drafted uh, young players, so we did a full roster for each of us out of guys that have only been in the NBA uh, for less than five years. So it was a lot of fun. I, I you know, if you if you're an NBA fan, I think you will really love it. Uh, we had a blast and that's all that matters. Um, so before we get to that, uh, I want to chat about some things. Uh, so this is right now. Right now. You guys, I shot the best round of golf of my life today. I had a 43 on the front nine. I broke 100 for the first time ever, and I made a birdie for the first time ever. It is ridiculous the amount of golf that I've played this year. And I I'd known that I was improving, but it just wasn't really showing up on the scorecard until today. And I, I just, I mean, I, we played, we went down, I played with, uh, my friend drew, my friend Ben down at Sweetens Cove, uh, towards Chattanooga. And it was so much fun. It was cold and it was rainy, but man, I was hitting the golf ball good. So none of that really mattered. Uh, it was so much fun. So thanks to Ben and drew, uh, for playing golf with me today. And I know I'm not going to shoot as well next time. So I'm just trying to soak this up and tell everyone that. Next up, I have some thoughts on The Bachelorette. So if you don't want anything to be spoiled, if you're not fully caught up, uh, I would advise you skip ahead uh, for a couple minutes uh, because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil some things here. Um, but let's talk about The Bachelorette. I'm so glad that we have the final three that we have. I was watching the show with, with Madeline uh, last night, and I'm just like, I like the three guys that have made the finals, Brendan, Ivan, and Zach, I like them all better than I liked any of the finalists from Peter's season. I liked them all significantly more than Peter. And honestly, I like a couple of them more than I like Tasha. So who do I want to win? Brendan is the sweetest guy. Like he is such a sweetheart. I just root for him. I can't help myself, but root for Brendan. So I would love to see Brendan win. Ivan, like Ivan is a catch. He is so kind and just like has this quiet confidence. And the thing is, I feel like a lot of guys that go on these shows are very flashy people. That's why they're on a reality show. He doesn't strike me like that at all. Yet he's like literally a rocket scientist and he's ripped and he's on TV. So if I was in his position, you know, I would not be acting as humble as he is. So I love Ivan as well. And Zach, I mean, every time Zach opens up, it's just like you want to... you're amazed at what he's been through. And, uh, I think, I think Zach and Tasha have a pretty amazing connection. I like of the three guys that are making the finals. I feel like Tasha is the most attracted to Zach. And so I think Zach has a really good chance, uh, to win this thing. And before I give a prediction, I want to give another prediction. Does anybody else think that we haven't seen the last of Ben? They 
dragged Ben's exit out so much. And I, I'm just not buying that we're done with Ben yet. Um, Taysha really, really likes Ben, maybe even loves Ben. All Ben had to do was say, Taysha, I love you. That's literally all he had to say, and he would have easily gotten the rose. And on the way out, if he had said it, he would have easily been able to, to hang on for longer. I don't know. I mean, it was, it was hard to watch, honestly. Because how many guys out there have, have been in that situation? How many how many girls out there have been in that situation? How many others have? How many people have been in that situation with a uh, someone you're interested in, and you just you can't really like get up the courage to tell them how you feel? Sometimes with good reason because they're they don't feel that way. But Tasha definitely has those feelings for Ben, and he totally dropped the ball. So I don't think we're done with Ben. If we have some after the final rose action, I bet it's involving Ben. Um, so here's my prediction. I think Zach is gonna gonna be the official winner of this season. I think Zach is gonna be the one who proposes and the one who gets engaged to Tasha. But I don't know that for sure. I would love to see Brennan or Ivan in that spot as well. Uh, and of course. I like Ben the least out of the final four guys. And for some reason, something inside of me tells me we're not done with Ben yet. So anyways, I will say I I don't like Ben as much as the other three guys, but like as far as like dudes in bachelor nation go, I like Ben more than most. So anyways, that's my bachelorette prediction. And I hope that you are having a good holiday season. I hope that you're staying safe. And uh, I just want you to know that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, that, that I hope that you feel some sense of community. Um, and if this podcast is that for you, I, I, I value that so much. So thank you so much for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Let's get on to the rest of the podcast. So welcome in to the NBA Young Core Draft. We are going to be drafting young cores, guys that have been in the league uh, for less than five years. So we're going back to the 2016 NBA Draft, which featured Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, uh, people like that. And uh, we uh, are, well, actually, to be honest, should I be honest? Uh, if we you're already not, started going this. To be. <laughs> we are. We already did a, a, a little bit of this. So we're gonna. Uh, we're redoing it uh, because we wanted you to hear it because it is spicy. Good takes going out. So here's the deal. I have randomized the draft order uh, between the three of us. Thank you, random.org. The draft order is Chase, Michael, and Tanner. Uh, it's serpentine, so uh, if you pick on one of the ends, you pick two in a row, uh, and I will pick in the middle of those. We're each picking 10 players, 10 guys who have all been drafted in the last five years. Uh, without further ado, uh, we can go ahead and get into this draft. So I believe Chase has the first pick. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, I would like to dedicate my first pick to Mitchell Moon. It's his birthday today. I promised him I'd give him a shout out. Happy birthday, Mitchell. 
Uh, with the number one overall pick, I on my on my big board, uh, this player is far and away the best player available to us. Um, this player is my pick for MVP this upcoming season. I think he is going to lead his team to be a top three seed in the Western Conference, maybe even higher than that. Um, I am thrilled and ecstatic to be drafting the one, the only Luka Doncic with the number one overall pick. Uh, my team is in good hands for the next two decades having Luka at the helm. Luka Doncic, I mean, that's who I would have picked. Tanner, that's who you'd have picked? Yeah, absolutely. He was number one on my list. Uh, Is Luka a top three player in the NBA this season? I have him. um, The three of us are also another thing, predicting playoff teams and MVP. I I have him as my MVP for this year. Um, Me too. Yes, uh, I thought it was a sleeper pick. I thought it was going to be a great, like, oh, man, that, that's a great pick, Taryn. I didn't think of that. And then everything I've seen on ESPN for NBA previews has him as everyone's MVP pick. So um, as long as he doesn't get the curse of everyone picking him and then getting hurt in week two, yeah, I think he's at easily a top five, um, probably top three, just be uh, stat-wise at least because – LeBron's going to take some time off, and then I think he'll win MVP over Giannis just because the voters don't want to give Giannis three in a row. Yeah, I uh, I think that's a good bet. Uh, I actually am kind of enticed by Kevin Durant for MVP right now. Ooh, he looks good the other night. Um, and I think he would have a great narrative. I think he and Luka Doncic both would have a great narrative if Luka's able to put them towards the top of the West. But. I got to see Luca play in person um, almost a full year ago in Dallas. Um, he's amazing. He's so much bigger than I thought he was, um, and he's very James Harden-like. I know that's not a new comparison, but in the way that he plays so slowly at times um, and then can be sneaky athletic and be explosive, he's um, pretty remarkable, and I am uh, absolutely thrilled that he will be my lead ball handler and lead playmaker uh, leading my team into the future. Solid pick. All right. With the second pick, overall, I'm taking the guy who I have second on my big board, Mr. Jason Tatum. He has proven himself to be one of the best wings in the NBA already. He is set up to be a perennial all-star. He lit the world on fire pre-COVID last season, and he was once again good in the bubble. I expect uh, him to at least take a team to an NBA finals at some point in his career as the best player. Um, And when it comes down to it, of all the guys on this list, if I need a bucket to win the game, I'm going to Jason Tatum. He's got that step back, push off, step on the foot, push off, see a Paul George hitting that three. I'm taking Jason Tatum number two overall. What do you guys think? This, this is a big year for Jason Tatum. Um, He just got paid. He did have that run last year where he looked like one of the best players in the NBA, Um, but he's also had spurts where he's kind of disappeared, and he's been a fine player. He's been a good starter, but he has not been an all-star level, MVP level player like he has shown in in, uh, bursts. So this year, I'm... I'm, He's got to show it to me for me to believe that he can be the best player on an NBA championship team. That's going to drag them there and win the finals. Uh, This is the year he's got to show it. Not that he won't get better from here, but it feels like you just got your max contract. The keys of this team have been handed to you. 
Gordon Hayward's gone. Not that he was, uh, you know, the leader of the offense or anything, but he was a name who had been around right around when Jason Tatum got there. Um, Jason Tatum is unquestionably the man there, and he's got to show something. Um, he's a good player, but I want to see him do it the whole year. Yeah, good player. I don't know if you look at him and say, oh, he's a top 10 player in the league. Uh, this type of draft, I, uh, I don't have him at two. I might have him at four. I don't have a hard set list. I would not take him above my number three pick right here, and that's Ben Simmons. I'd definitely uh, take Ben Simmons over Jason Tatum um, purely because you know exactly what you're getting with Simmons. You're getting a top defensive player in the league. He got uh, votes for Defensive Player of the Year this past year. He can lock down any position, one through five. Uh, Probably the best passer in the league right now. So that's why I would take uh, Ben Simmons at number three. Chase is giving me a look because I'm calling him the best passer. Chase, who are you putting up there? I just I want to know, you really think with a straight face, Ben Simmons is a better passer than James Harden. And I don't think James Harden is the best passer in the NBA. But I know you as a Houston guy watch a lot of him. You really think Ben Simmons is a better passer than him? Uh, I think Ben Simmons is significantly more uh, creative than James Harden is. Uh I do love James Harden. I am a big Rockets fan. Uh, These past few weeks have been tough as a Rockets fan, but we are hopefully pulling it together at the right time, right before the start of the season. Um, I think James Harden is a better player overall. That's why I am against a James Harden for Ben Simmons trade straight up for the Rockets. Uh, But pure playmaking, um, passing ability, yes, I think Ben Simmons is better than James Harden. I think he's at, at least number three on my list, or at best number three. You think Ben behind, Simmons is? A, yeah, oh. I think Ben Simmons is at best number three as a passer on my list, behind LeBron James and Nikola Jokic. Uh, I you can convince me of LeBron. You can not convince me of Jokic. When Jokic came out, I did um, have some bad takes about his <laughs> passing. I will admit that. Um, <laughs> I do think he is the best passing center in the league, but no, he is not a top three passer in the league. Is Ben Simmons a better passer than plump James Harden? (laughs) (laughs) Plump James Harden might have to pass significantly more than skinny James Harden. So I don't know. He's going to show us something this year. (laughs) He's going to have to pass the rolls. One thing he's going to have to pass (laughs) Christmas dinner. All right. Uh, so, Tanner, do you have the next pick? Yeah, with my number four pick, um, picking another big guy, give me Zion. Uh, probably one of the most hyped high school pr- or, uh, first round picks in a long time we've had. So, yeah, he wasn't all the way healthy his rookie year, but it's still a guy that can start getting rookie of the year votes while still only playing 20 something games like he did. Um, I love it. Yes, there are health concerns, but I. I I'm excited to see what he does um, in a full season. Uh, I think he's going to lift the Pelicans to uh, a playoff spot. I've gone back and forth. I do think that Pelicans are going to make the playoffs, and Zion is going to be a big reason because of that. What do the kids say? He's a problem. He's a problem. He's a problem. Zion Williamson, he's a problem. He... If he's able to stay healthy, even if he doesn't get any better, he's still a problem. If he does like reach his potential, I think he could win multiple MVPs and be the best player on a finals team. 
Zion was number two on my list, but he was number one on my do not draft list because I am scared of his health. But do you guys remember his very first game at Duke? This is going back a little bit. They played Kentucky in Madison Square Garden. I remember where I was sitting when I watched that game because I believe Duke was ranked number one and Kentucky was ranked like number three or four. I might have those slightly off. But Duke, for the first four or five minutes, just ran them out of the gym. And Zion looked unbelievable. And I will not forget where I was sitting when that happened. And then my other Zion memory that I will never forget is, do you remember his uh, game versus the Spurs? It might have been his first game in the NBA. It was in the third or fourth quarter. He went off for about 10 minutes, and then he hit his uh, minutes restriction, and they pulled him. But I think he had four straight possessions where he had like a three-pointer, another three-pointer, a block on the other end, transition dunk, and then a layoff for an assist or something like that. Um, Of my unforgettable basketball memories, Zion already has two of them, and he is a a phenomenal player. He just has to stay healthy. Yeah, I remember Um, uh, Chase, we were together when uh, he blew out his shoe. Um, oh, yeah, we were. For the Duke game. And I, what's crazy is, like, looking back now, he, he is a superstar in the NBA already. Um, but he wasn't really the number one option at Duke when he got there. They, It was R.J. Barrett's team, and it didn't take long for everyone to realize that Zion was the real superstar on that team. But I mean, for a guy, he averaged 23 points, six rebounds, three assists or something like that um, in his rookie season. I I think he's going to be a cornerstone of the NBA. He'll be a top 25 player as long as he's healthy. Yeah, I remember the Zion's first game. Uh, just got back from Wednesday night youth group, watching the game, and Drew, my roommate uh, and friend, is is watch the game with me, but Zion, he's he really wasn't doing anything, and so Drew's like, whatever, I'm just gonna take a take a shower, and while Drew's in the shower, he hit four threes, brought them back into the game, and got taken out because he hit his minutes restriction. So that's Zion for you. Um, it is my pick again, and with the fifth pick, I'm gonna take the fourth pick on my big board. Great value. I'm picking Murray State legend John ja Morant mm. with number five overall. John ja Morant is the reigning rookie of the year. He is a com- fierce competitor. He's only getting better. He is as good a point guard as is in this draft. And I, I just want John ja Morant on my team. In any game, give me John Morant. He is going to do what needs to be done to get that dub. Do you think he can stay healthy? I have the opposite concern about his health that I do Zion's health, but with how skinny he is and how hard he goes to the rim and how high he gets, I'm scared he's going to hit someone in the paint and just break in half. I think his lightweightness actually is going to keep him from getting injured. Cause he uh, can just more. bounce off guys. Like there's a hundred less pounds on his ankle when he lands than on Zion's <laughs> ankle, maybe 200. <laughs> like we, people aren't made to be like, aren't, weren't created to be as big as these, these, a lot of these NBA players and Zion, uh, Zion, like I, I worry about him uh, because if, if he 
lands on somebody's foot, I mean, he could be out for a season. If John Morant does it, I mean, he's, I feel like he's pretty nimble. Like he's like a cat, you know, he's going to be okay. He's going to land on his feet. Yeah, I had, I definitely had some concerns about John Morant coming out of college. I thought that it was not a great pick for the Grizzlies just because of the level of competition he was getting as playing at Murray State. Um, he definitely proved me wrong rookie year. I do think he's a little too high in this draft. Um, I'm excited to, I'm, I'm excited for his career. He put up numbers as a rookie that only Magic Johnson's put up. So um, he's in good company there. Tanner's coming hard with the stats. I like this. For sure. Somebody <laughs> did their homework. All right, Chase, you have Luka Doncic, and it is your second pick. I have Luka Doncic. I have two picks back-to-back here. Um, so one of the advantages of having Luka is I can play him anywhere between uh, the one and the four. So I'm going to pick the best player available on my board, which was the one, the only, Mr. Trey Young, um, the point guard out of Atlanta. Let me just read you some stats. I'm going to take a note out of Tanner's playbook here. Uh, last year, he was an all-star. He averaged 29.6 points per game. He averaged 9.3 assists per game, and he averaged 4.3 rebounds a game. So he almost averaged 30, 10, and 4. And I'm getting this guy as my point guard. He's only been in the league for two years. He is a terrible, terrible, terrible defender. He is a horrible defender. And Luka's not the greatest defender in the world either. But having both of them on my team um, to lead the offense, to be primary ball handlers, they can both shoot very, very well. Trey's obviously a world-class shooter. Luca is a serviceable shooter. But I don't have to worry about spacing whenever I have Luca on the floor. He can hit the Steph shots. He can hit the Dame shots. And I also think he's an incredible passer. Um, I wouldn't put him in like my top three passers in the NBA list. But I think he is a very, very good playmaker uh, to be running uh, pick and rolls and running the point and being one of the primary ball handlers alongside of Luka Doncic. What do you think? I think that having Trey Young and Luka Doncic on the same team is bold. And I, uh, I hope you can score 140 every game because you're going to need to. Yeah, because if you don't, uh, other teams will on you. Uh, yeah, I... I I like both of those players individually. If on a team together of what we're trying to build, I, I don't see it working, especially if you're playing my team of Ben Simmons and Zion, then uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I got to get bigger. I need to get bigger to, to face your team. I definitely think that the good news is that Luka Doncic, I feel like he could play with anybody in the NBA. He's just that type of guy like personality wise. And I, I really do feel the same way about Trey young. Uh, they're both like, they seem like really likable guys. And I know Trey young had some quote about how he needs some help last year. Like, dude, it's your second year in the league. Yeah. Take a chill pill. But I don't, I think that got aggregated a little bit. They do both seem to have their head on straight. Um, Luca, especially, uh, but it seems like Trey young has his head on straight either. I have not seen any of, uh, any stories that would be concerning about fitting him on a team with a bunch of big personalities or a bunch of guys that need the ball or anything like that. Um, so I am, I am thrilled to have him on my team. You ready for the next one? 
Yes, sir. So I obviously need some defense. I obviously need someone who can uh, sit in the paint and uh, anchor a, a world-class defense. So I'm going to pick the best uh, big man in this draft. He is not my next best player available, but I do think he's the best defender in this draft and the best big man in this draft. And that is the one, the only, uh, Mr. Bam Adebayo. Um, I was not overly impressed with Bam in the finals, um, but... I think that was because Goran Dragic got hurt five minutes into the first game. Um, when Dragic came back, even though he was only about 50%, um, him and Bam looked pretty incredible together. Um, when when Dragic came back, they started running some more of the pick and roll, and you could see that Bam really did need a facilitator who could get him involved, um, run some actions for him um, to get him the ball, get him plays. Um, but he did not have that when Dragic was out. When, when Jimmy was playing hero ball, uh, Bam was a, a really good defender. I was pretty amazed at him defensively, but he was absent on offense. Um, so I'm excited to pair him with two guys like Luca and Trey Young who can get him involved all day long. They're both going to want to go assist hunting to get their triple doubles. So I think having a guy like Bam um, who can be a lob threat, um, who can anchor a defense and does not need the ball every play is a perfect player to pair with both of them. Yeah, I definitely would have selected him next. So I'm pretty bummed about that pick. He is by far the best big in this draft. And I will say he was, he was, I mean, I know everybody's a little bit banged up by the time you get to the NBA finals, but he was especially banged up uh, during the finals last season. Yeah. He had something with his, his back or something like that. Uh, yes, I believe it was his shoulder, some sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. shoulder to neck situation that they didn't really explain very well. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's by far the best big in this draft and now I'm just gonna, I'm going to hold off on taking some, a big because the, the rest of them are a tier, a tier down Tanner. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, um, really I'll, I'll kind of expose my board here a little bit. The only big, I kind of like the rest of the way is probably Deandre Ayton. Uh, yeah, he, he went number one in his draft. He shouldn't have, uh, but he still puts up solid numbers in Phoenix. Uh, he'll get you 15 and 10 a game. Uh, he can also play defense, but the NBA is changing. You really don't need a pure center like that anymore. So I, I like the band pick there. Yeah, and that brings me to my pick in the third round. I currently have Jason Tatum and John Morant on my team. Tanner, are you still recording? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we made it. All right. <laughs> so uh, with my third pick, I'm going to take Donovan Mitchell. Say what you want. Uh, I know that Jamal Murray's team got the best of Donovan Mitchell's team in the playoffs last season, but let's, let's remember something. Jamal Murray was not the best player on that team. Nikola sure. Jokic was. And Donovan Mitchell was scoring at an insane clip. Um, he is, number one, he should have been rookie of the year. Ben Simmons had already been in the NBA for a year. He got <laughs> robbed on that one. I have not forgotten. But number two, this guy can score the basketball He's a little bit undersized if you're going to play him off off guard, um, but uh, he is not a complete zero on defense. Uh, he can dunk the heck out of the ball. Uh, he doesn't really have issues with teammates unless they give him COVID, so, which is understandable. 
Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I have issues with teammates when they give me COVID. So, Understandable again. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Donovan Mitchell with my third pick. What do you guys think? I think it's a good pick. I had him uh, clumped up with Jamal Murray, but I had Jamal Murray ahead of him. Uh, but they're on the same tier for me. I could have gone either way with, with those two guys. Um, I like Jamal Murray's shooting a little bit more, which is why I had him higher. But um, I'm, I'm fine if you have them flip. Um, I'm excited to see what he does. He's in a good situation, it feels like. Um, and he, I will never forget... Um, maybe not never, but I loved the games in the bubble uh, where him and Jamal Murray were going back for uh, both having games yeah. where they both were scoring 50 points. Those were unbelievable. They were really, really fun to watch. I hope we get that Donovan Mitchell who's aggressive and scoring um, and trying to go at guys instead of one who could be a little bit more passive, a little bit more deferential this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, there, I, I like uh, Don Mitchell. I also like Jamal Murray. I, uh, same as Chase. I kind of have them both in the same area. I am going to take Jamal Murray here with my ninth pick, uh, mainly because you can play him at the one. You can play him at the two uh, on my team with uh, Ben Simmons. I can kind of say Ben Simmons is the point guard and almost use Jamal Murray more as a shooting guard. That's a fun uh, I do kind of like. Yeah, I, I do kind of like a Donovan Mitchell's defense a little more than Jamal Murray, but I, I do like the, Jamal Murray's shooting is just lights out. Um, and his shooting's improved every year he's been in the league, and the bubble was just fun to watch them two go back and forth. Am I, am I stretching there? Uh, Chase, you said you had him and Mitchell in the same category. Are there... Do you kinda, did you kind of have them as the next two guys off the board, or are there others there you no. like? I have I have one other guy who has not been drafted yet who I had above <laughs> both of them. He was in my Ben Simmons category. Um, I'm not gonna not gonna say who it is, uh, uh, just in case he makes it around. But um, no, I, I think having Jamal Murray at that spot makes a ton of sense, and pairing yeah. him with a Ben Simmons or a Zion makes uh, is a beautiful mm-hmm. fit because you need a little bit of shooting to balance out those two guys. Yes. Um I hope I'm about to pick the next guy off your list, but before I announce that, I think one of the harder things about what we're about to do is we're we're also including the 2020 draft here. So it's going to, at least for me, I'm struggling of where to put in guys like um, our top three of Lamelo, Wiseman, and Edwards. Um, where, do it. Where, yeah, I'm, no, I'm not doing it here. Do it. <laughs> but, do it. Do it. <laughs> I, for me personally, I'm at least struggling figuring out where I'm going to take them. It's not going to be here. Here to start the fourth round, I'm taking Brandon Ingram. Yeah, mm. that, yeah. that's a phenomenal pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah I already he was, had, he was I, next. I had the length with uh, Simmons and uh, Zion in my first two. I, I realized that I kind of needed a – smaller point guard shooting guard type player um but the value here of picking brandon ingram 10th overall i I just couldn't pass that up um he just got his money he unfortunately he did have to move from la to new orleans but maybe that's more his scene (laughs) he's there you go i've watched a lot of brandon ingram in my day um He's such a good player, and he's finally started to develop a little bit of an outside shot. He had it at Duke, and it felt like it went away a little bit in the NBA, but it's coming back. He is such a fun player. 
Um, in those first couple years with the Lakers, when they were still um, accidentally tanking because they couldn't help themselves, <laughs> uh, they had Brandon Ingram running as their backup point guard on most nights. Um, so he'd start at shooting forward and then would, would fill in the backup point guard minutes. Um, and he can really do it all. He's a special player, and I think his body is going to hold up better than I think a lot of people thought it would um, when he first came into the league. All right. So that leaves me with my fourth pick. Uh, with my fourth pick, man, I, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to select Jaron Jackson Jr. Whoa. Another Grizzly. <laughs> let's, let's get real. I'm excited to hear, I lo- you, hear you try to convince us of this. I love Jaron Jackson Jr. I would hope so. He, uh, he's a phenomenal basketball player. He's very I good, would, yes. I would argue that he is the best big in his draft class, so I'm putting him above DeAndre Ayton, Wendell Carter Jr., Marvin Bagley. Those are the guys that, that he's competing against for that title. Um, Number one, I just I need a big. But the thing I like about him is that he can play several different positions. Uh, he can play small ball five. He's he's predominantly a four. And if you want to just go supersize, he's not going to get completely dumped on playing three. Uh, he's got a a really solid three point shot. He's he's his ball handling picked up tremendously last season, and he's freaking tall. So I'm taking Jaron Jackson Jr. with my third, with my fourth pick. Uh, do you, who would you guys take out of that draft class? As that's a big, who would you take over Jaron Jackson Jr.? DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, and not, I, I, w- I wouldn't think twice about it. I would draft DeAndre Ayton and never have any regrets. Why? I like Jaron Jackson Jr. as a player. Um, I think DeAndre Aiden has a chance to be really, really good. He's gotten in some trouble. He had the PED suspension. He hasn't always had a good team around him. Devin Booker is wildly overrated. Um, But one of the things that I love about DeAndre Aiden is he has really, really soft hands. And I know that's a weird thing to get captivated by, but it, it's true. I like his hands. Um, I think he can catch, catch the ball no matter where it is, and I think he has a really, really nice mid-range jumper um, that I honestly don't know how much he's been able to use. I don't know how much they played him in, that, in those positions. I don't watch a ton of Phoenix. Uh, but I would rather have DeAndre Ayton over uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. And what, what was the injury that Jaron Jackson Jr. just had? Did he tear his ACL, MCL? Yeah, yeah, it was a knee injury. He's probably going to miss this season. He's probably going to miss this season. Um, for whatever it's worth, I I went through my top 17 players um, that are like on my I'm going to draft in this order if they're available. He was not in my top 17 players. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I really think we're at a part of the draft now where there's not a clear secession of of players. I think we're past that now. I think we're picking players we want now. That's true, and I mean, you are a Memphis fan. You now have two Memphis players. Uh, I'm not as high on Jaron Jackson Jr. I probably do have him in my top 17, though. It's a little higher than Chase. Um, in doing some research for this, I 
uh, looked up all those like redrafting all the the drafts and everything. And, uh, CBS did have him going number two in the draft, behind, right behind Luca in the year he went, still above Trey Young, but. Um, they have him going to the Kings. The reason they have him going above Trey Young is because the Kings already had um, De'Aaron Fox, so it was more so of a fit need. So they they don't hate him, but they do have him still above Aiton. Uh, he can do a little more than Aiton does, uh, kind of stretch potential. Aiton's more your traditional center, while um, Jaron Jackson, you can kind of have play multiple positions. Uh, so, Michael, like you said, I think it's more of just um, kind of personal preference here. Right. I think I think if you forced me to do it, I'd probably pick Marvin Bagley over him too. Um, and Marvin Bagley hasn't really shown a whole lot wow. in the NBA, but his college highlights are some <laughs> of his his college mixtape is one of the best college mixtapes that has ever existed. You should Google it and watch it. He hasn't done it in the NBA, so I'm taking a chance on potential and what he did in college. But I would probably pick him. How long does somebody have to be in the NBA before we stop talking about their college highlights? Um, we should ask JJ Redick that question. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean like potential, <laughs> right? When we stop pointing that out as like I don't know, that, I, that's a good question. I, they got I'd it. Say, I'd say after his third year. All right, Chase, you're away, man. Yeah, I'm struggling a little bit here. I know what I'm going to do with my my twelfth pick. So I have Luca, Trey, and Bam. I'm going to pick Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen uh, Brown is yeah. number ten on my list here. Um, I think having a a wing um, that is an incredible defender um, and can hit hit pop uh, hit um, catch and shoot shots. What's what the term I'm looking for? Who knows? Catch and shoot. Um, who's a good, good enough shooter? He doesn't need the ball in his hands, but if he gets the ball last minute with five Spot seconds left up. on the shot clock, uh, can create a shot for himself. So I'm going to pick Jalen Brown here. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a 3 and D guy. He's, he's good enough to be the third best guy on a finals team. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm only asking him to be the fourth best guy. There you go. And he brings that defense that you would desperately need in that two three four range but yeah I, i'll say i do think his defense is a little bit overrated i think he he got matched up on lebron as a rookie and everybody's like oh the celtics got a lebron stopper like just because he looks like a defender i feel like a lot of people attribute great defensive value to him he might be their best or their second best defensive um wing behind marcus smart with the celtics but like i i don't know how good he is on defense I am also really excited to bring Jalen Brown, the person, into my city, wherever this is. He uh, is one of the people who most, um, not not most impressed me, maybe one of the NBA voices I was most grateful for over the last six months or so. Um, his maturity and knowing when to use his voice um, and when to not just use his voice, but when to yell at the top of his lungs and make sure that he is using his platform uh, to, to advocate for some of the social change that, that um, he wants and is fighting for um, was really, really special. And I think it showed something that, um, that says something about Jalen Brown, the person um, that, that set him apart from some of his peers. Um, so I'm excited to bring Jalen Brown into whatever city my team uh, relocates to next pick um i don't know what to do here uh i have luca trey bam and Jalen. 
do you guys have someone who you are looking at this list like, please do not take him? You don't have to tell me who it is. I'm just wondering. I do, but not because like, oh, I want my like my team's gonna suck if I don't get them. <laughs> I, I've got out of just like I want them on my squad. I've got kind of four guys I have my eye on. I have no idea which one I would take if all four were there. I've got a grouping of five here that I don't know quite what to do with. I think I think I'm gonna double down on offense. I'm gonna play a little bit smaller. Um, one of the things that this team does not have is a whole lot of speed. So I think I'm going to take the one, the only Mr. De'Aaron Fox here with this yeah. pick. Uh, so that means that my starting lineup is going to be some combination of Trey Young, <laughs> De'Aaron Fox, Luca, Jalen Brown, and Bam Adebayo. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be pretty small. Um, I'm excited about the speed that Fox can bring to my team. Cause none of these other guys, I don't think I'd describe as having world-class speed. Um, so that's who I'm picking. I don't know. I might regret this. What do you think? I, I like the De'Aaron Fox pick. I don't know if I'd go ahead and say that he's my starter just because you drafted him fifth. I'd probably, if I were you, I'd pick him and say, all right, you're going to be my guy off the bench whenever Luca or Trey Young needs to come out. Um, I like it. He was in my group that I was looking at if he was still there when I pick him after Michael. Yeah, I think it, I really like De'Aaron Fox. I think he's a, a really good, a really good player, and I I think that's really good value for him in this draft. So, uh, congratulations on Thank scoring De'Aaron Fox uh, with my sixth round pick. I just Wait, want to double check: Are there any other Memphis Grizzlies on this list for Michael to pick? <laughs> Grayson Allen? There, no, no, there are. There are Tanner. We'll get to him. Um, get to him. So uh, with my uh, sixth, or wait, no, my fifth round pick, let's see. Okay. To, to clarify, DeAndre Ayton is still on the board. Yes. yes. All right. I am taking DeAndre Ayton yeah, good pick. With, my, with my fifth round pick. So now I've got a true center. I've got a four who's kind of a hybrid. Donovan Mitchell. John Morant, Jason Tatum. I'm feeling great about my team, guys. I'm feeling absolutely great about it. I, I really think DeAndre Ayton, he, he, the leap he took defensively from his first year to his second was, was uh, commendable. And so I, I really think he, even if you're not going to play a center all the time, you need somebody who you can throw in when you're playing Jokic, when you're playing Adebayo, when you're playing Gobert, guys like that. Uh, and, and who isn't going to get completely dominated or Anthony Davis. Um, and so I, I, I feel great about having both Aiton and Jaron Jackson Jr. on my team. Your team is huge. Even having those two guys and then Jason Tatum playing the three, who Jason Tatum is apparently 7-2 now. You guys are huge. Well, Tanner's, <laughs> team, Tanner's team is also huge. That's true. I think these are, these are just tall guys. Mine There's just are a not. lot of tall guys out there. Well, yeah. Well, I have two small guards too, so I gotta gotta balance it out. I just I drafted athletes. Small. I'll figure out a way for them to put the ball in the basket. I with before I even take my fifth pick, I, I like Michael's team. Probably if he was just drafting five starters, I like Michael's five starters. Um, with whoever I end up taking here, I'll probably whoever I pick later on. I can't have Ben Simmons, Zion, and Brandon Ingram all on the court at the same time. I don't think. <laughs> Um, 
they they could. Don't give me those eyes, Chase. They could. <laughs> I think be. Brandon Ingram is a better shooter than you're giving him credit for off the top. No, I Much like, improved. I like him shooting, I think, than guarding the quickness of a one or a two is more of where I'm struggling like of if I'm having guarding to start the quickness him. of some combination of I don't know Trey Young and De'Aaron Fox <laughs> That'd be tough. I can put Ben Simmons on one of them and I guess maybe Jamal Murray on another Zion put uh, Zion on De'Aaron Fox nah, uh, for you Zion would be on Jalen Brown oh, um, yeah, yes <laughs> alright uh, so with my pick to close out the fifth round and to kind of finish out our starting five Oh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm struggling here. I think I'm probably going to go with to kind of keep my streak going of athletic guys. Uh, I'll take Michael Porter Jr. That's such a good pick. Ooh, yeah. Um, yes. I, I go – I did not want to say it, Michael, while you were picking Jaron Jackson, but I have him on my board higher than Jaron Jackson. Uh, I kind mm. of view them as the same of tall guys that play the three or the four interchangeably. Um, I, yeah, I like but Michael Jaren Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. is not complaining about his minutes and how many <laughs> shots he's getting, and he's not a complete head case. Like Michael, and Michael Porter Jr. has had – I know Jaron Jackson Jr. is presently injured. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. has a, a much longer injury history. He's also played in uh, significantly more playoff games than Sharon Jackson Jr. Uh, yeah, so I'm going Michael Porter Jr. here. Um, it's more of the best player I can kind of see on the board. I'll figure out where to play him later. Um, I'm the general manager, not the coach here. The coach can figure that out. <laughs> So um, when I saw when I saw Dallas in January, they played Denver, and the other guy that I was blown away by was Michael Porter Jr. He only played like five minutes. I don't know if he even scored a bucket. Um, but the same reaction that I had when we saw Ben Simmons in uh, Bridgestone Arena of, oh, my goodness, this guy is huge, and he's the fastest player on the floor. That's how I felt about Michael Porter Jr. I think he could be a really, really good player. And he's who Houston needs to get in this James Harden trade. Do you know who else was playing in the SEC tournament when the three of us were there? Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. <laughs> Texas A&M all-time leader in assists and we, steals. We didn't know what we were watching. We had no idea. <laughs> yes, it's uh, true. Tanner, I, didn't we are you say, away again? Yes, it is. It is me again. I think when we saw Alex Caruso, we just called him the greatest hype man on the bench. Um, watch <laughs> how wrong we were. <laughs> um, all right, so to start out, um, what right around we're in the sixth round. Um, give me, give me Lamelo Ball. I'm gonna. Whoa! I'm gonna, yes, I, I wow. probably, I probably could have waited. Um, I, I like Lamelo. I love this. Um, Lamelo, I, I am legitimately excited to watch Lamelo Ball play on the Charlotte Hornets this year. Uh, it's definitely harder, kind of judging who to pick from the 2020 draft and all these others because we haven't seen these guys play in the NBA. Um, but LaMelo, a uh, 6'7 point guard, he can shoot the ball from anywhere. He's got great playmaking. 
we talked earlier about who might be the best passer in the NBA. Who knows? Maybe LaMelo is the best passer in the NBA. and We just don't know he is. (laughs) Keep going. Um, So uh, I'm taking a risk. I'm going to go with LaMelo. Um, Give me more length, I guess, is how this is going to turn out. Um, Let's hear it. Make fun of me. Let's see what you got. He's like 6'10", also. He's huge. And some of his highlights um, are from the NBA preseason, so put some asterisks by it. But he looks like the real deal. I'm excited yeah. to watch him play. I, had, I have Lonzo above LaMelo on my board here just because he's a little bit more of a known quantity. Uh, Michael, how did you have those two? Did you have LaMelo over Lonzo? I had them right next to each other. Yeah. LaMelo ahead of Lonzo. LaMelo right. shoots like a church league player. His release looks a lot better. It's, it's still a little bit janky, but it looks a lot more like Kevin Durant's in the sense that Kevin Durant still comes up on the left side, but he straightens up real nice. Lonzo does not. Lonzo comes up on the left side, brings it back to the right, and then pushes left. Um, LaMelo's is a lot smoother than it was even just a year or two ago. All right. I'm um, up. Uh, before oh, you pick, I guess I'd ask who – uh, if you don't want to answer me in a wait, feel free. But how did you rank your 2020 one, two, and three? I had Ball, Wiseman, Edwards. I have Edwards, Ball, Wiseman. And Wiseman not, might not even be number three. He might yeah, be lower yeah. than three for me. Uh, for those listening, Chase is not high on James Wiseman. Um, we'll get there. Whenever someone yes. picks him, we'll, we'll spend a couple. <laughs> if know, if someone picks him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm up next uh, with my sixth pick. So my, this will be my first bench guy. Uh, uh, between two guys, they're, they're completely different players. Um, and I'm going to pick the one I like more. I'm going to take Tyler Hero. Yeah, good pick. Um. I'm going to take Tyler Hero. I need somebody off the bench who's going to be coming in, bringing that energy, a little bit of scoring punch. Um, and a, he's just a fearless competitor. That's who I want on my team. I want fearless competitors. Grizzlies, who are fearless competitors, and other fearless competitors. <laughs> and that's what I want. Tyler Hero, just, just irrational confidence guy. Give him to me. I want him. That's who I was picking if you didn't take him. So I think that's a great pick. Good. I'm glad I did. All right. Um, with my sixth pick, uh, first guy off the bench, I am going to take Mr. Pascal Siakam. I was, oh, wow. I was really hoping that I would get Pascal Siakam and Tyler Hero here, but that did not happen. Uh, I don't really care about Pascal's offense. I think it's fine. I think he's a good player. Um, I don't think he should be the number one option on a team. I think we're seeing that right now. But when he was next to Kawhi, he looked like a a very, very serviceable player, Um, a a player that you would be very happy to put on the floor with other guys who can create offense uh, because of how good his defense is. Um, So I need some defense on my team. I'm picking Pascal Siakam. That, That pick is a steal. Like, I did, he wasn't even on my radar. What year was he dra- was he undrafted? No, he was 2016. Um, for if you picked up on, we had to record this podcast a second time. Uh, and in the first time, I asked, "Is Michael sent out a list to us?" And I asked, "Hey, if there's a guy not on the list, should I share it with you all so I don't feel like I'm stealing?" Pascal Siakam is who I had. I was going to take him with this next my next picks coming up here. Oh. Um, wow. I'll- 
I didn't even read through. I didn't even read through all the drafts. I, I literally just like wrote down names off the top of my head and then skimmed it. And like I must have just skipped over him. He wasn't even on my radar. Yeah, Dang. he he was drafted with the twenty seventh pick that year. Yeah. Great. I'm pick. interested to see. Did did he get paid already? Did he get his max contract? Yes. Okay, so he did get one. Uh, I'm ninety percent sure. I wonder if Toronto's regretting that at all. They they could flip him and move him pretty easily, but he uh, he looked really bad in the bubble. Yeah, but the bubble's such a weird thing. Yeah. Like that, which yeah. It, yeah, he makes he's making 130 over four years. Good for him. Uh, yeah, he got that right after their championship, so before all the bubble stuff. All right, my turn. Uh, yeah. With my number the nineteenth overall pick. Um, I'm gonna pick uh, this. This is gonna be out of left field, I would imagine. Um, I'm gonna pick Mr. Malcolm Brogdon. Ooh, yeah. Um, Malcolm Brogdon is a very good player. Um, he is also <laughs> fun fact. When my wife was in high school at greater Atlanta Christian, uh, Malcolm Brogdon went to high school, uh, with, with her and he was Olivia's weightlifting partner or she was his weightlifting partner. So like she was literally spotting him on bench press and things like that. Um, and he was spotting her on bench press and things like that. So we, we are Malcolm Brogdon fans in this house. Um, I also don't think I'm getting him for, for his um, elite talent as much as I'm getting him the I'm getting him so that he can get the ball in my other players' hands. And he's not going to be a negative on the defensive end. He's not going to be a negative on the offensive end. He's almost been a 50-40-90 player already in his, uh, in his career. So I'm very happy to get him um, in the seventh round. That's a that's a really that's another really good pick. He uh, he was drafted in the second round and won Rookie of the Year. He's yeah. an incredibly solid basketball player. I feel like every team in the NBA would love to have him. He's a, the Bucks would he, love to have him. He'd be great on the oh Bucks. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they they might have gone to the finals last year if he had been on their team. They might have. Yeah. Um. All right. Good pick, Chase. Uh, I'm up next in round seven, and with this pick, I'm going to take the guy that I was in between Hero and him last time. I'm taking Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Good pick. He is an incredibly – he's a Swiss Army knife. He can do a bunch of different stuff. He's got uh, just – he plays – he can play multiple positions – He's got all the potential in the world, and he's he's proven that he can play in big moments and contribute. And even in his second year, um, I, I'm really interested to see what happens with him this season with OKC. And uh, if he's able to continue to develop even while they're losing, um, he could turn out to be a, a perennial All Star, really good player. Yeah, I like that pick. I think that if we do this podcast in a year, he probably goes up a lot higher just being able to have a full year under his belt and kind of being the number one guy for Oklahoma City. Um, I, yeah, I nothing negative to say about that. 
I'm excited to see what uh, Oklahoma City does to surround him with players because um, they've got all these picks, and I'm interested to see if they uh, do the same thing that Boston did, which was probably wait a year too long to make a big deal um, when they probably should have swung for the fences and gotten Anthony Davis. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with them, if they're going to sit here and start cashing the draft picks in by picking players because right when you pick a player, that de- uh, value depreciates so much or if they're going to try to go get a James Harden or something like that. Um, because they're sitting on a war chest of assets, but you also have a great player in Shea just Alexander, so I'm interested to see how they value him versus some of those picks that they have. Yeah. All right. Um, so for my pick, I I'm lost track of where we are here. Uh, I'm going to take probably a stretch. I like P.J. Washington. Whoa. Okay. Uh, I- Six. Oh, go ahead, Michael. I was just saying, I mean, as it stands now, I don't, I think everybody, it's kind of a, what yeah. do you want? Who do you want on your team at this point? So yeah, go ahead. Six, seven, he can play the three, he can play the four. Um, the big question mark for him coming out of college was going to be, can he shoot in the NBA? Uh, he's a great defensive player. Uh, he is shooting the three at almost 40% right now. So uh, he's kind of answering those questions. He's one of the top scorers from his draft. Um, what year was that? That was the 2000. Uh, sorry, I lost it here. The 2019 draft. He's I think he's top five in scoring. He's also top five in assists and top ten in rebounding. Um, just from that year of players, uh, he can play the two, three, the four. He's a slasher. He can kind of guard multiple positions. Also, I'm a big fan of that. Um, so I, again, like Chase said earlier, Swiss Army knife versatile can do multiple things. I like it. Good pick. I like it. I know absolutely nothing about PJ Washington. <laughs> hey, you got you got to take who you want at this point. I respect it, Tanner. Uh, you can go ahead and pick again. Yeah. So the downside uh, to our team so far is there's not a lot of true centers in this these years of drafts. Um, Michael, you drafted DeAndre Ayton, who's really look at a glance looking through this, probably one of the only true centers out of this five year stretch. So I don't know who's going to play that position. I'm going to push that off a little longer. I'm going to go ahead and uh, unite Lamelo with his brother. Go ahead and give me Lonzo. Oh, let's go. Oh, I thought I thought you were going Leangelo there. <laughs> uh, That's no, next for, round. Uh, unfortunately, he just he got cut by the Pistons. So uh, all the <laughs> Ball brothers being in the league at the same time only lasted one preseason game. Forty-eight hours. <laughs> Um, Lonzo's passing he developed, He's developed even more Since going to New Orleans Him and uh, Brandon Ingram As hard as it is For the Pelicans to win a trade When they're giving up Anthony Davis uh, Getting Brandon Ingram And Lonzo Ball they, They've done uh, I'm not saying they've won the trade Because the Lakers got a championship out of it But uh, I think they got as close as possible <laughs> Yeah um, I mean, I think there's a lot of young centers still on the board that a lot of NBA teams would love to have, um, but they were not—they're just not guys who were highly touted coming out of college. Um, so I'm interested to see who I end up taking to to fill out my roster. 
because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to draft one more big. Um, I'm gonna take. Oh crap! I want to draft more than more players than we said at the stop at the start. <laughs> okay. Um, crap. All right. I'm hey, the nice thing to... is we we're making this up as we go. We can do a twelve man roster. Okay. Yeah, let's do a twelve man roster. There's too many guys <laughs> out there. I, I want. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Fred Van Vliet. Ah, good pick. Uh, Fred got himself paid. He's also one of the oldest guys in this draft. Um, as a multi year college player drafted in 2016. Um, so I'm taking Fred Van Vliet. Uh, he secured the bag this off season and he's a fun player to watch. I mean, I, I feel like most people really connect with him because he's, he's, he's short, uh, but man, can he shoot it? And he's just a solid ball handler. He's not making mistakes. Uh, a lot of NBA teams, if he was coming off the bench for them, they'd be feeling great. Yeah, he can play. Um, he was he was on my board as one of the two players I was looking at next, and especially having his shooting, he is never a guy that you have to worry about when you put him out on the floor. Heck yeah! All right, uh, number twenty four overall. I am going to pick. Um, I'm going to take uh, Bull Bull. Denver Nuggets. Oh, okay. All right. So I, I would be curious to see, of all of these players uh, that we have drafted, I wonder if Bull Bull, other than the guys who just got drafted, has played the least amount of NBA minutes of any player on this team. He might even be on a two-way contract so far, uh, still this coming year. But I think having a guy who's seven-something um, can, can shoot really, really well, um, or at least has flashed those skills, um, who he has no pressure to come in and play. Um, I, if, if I get nothing out of him, that's okay. Uh, but I'm swinging for the fences with this pick and taking Mr. Uh, Bull Bull. I would say he's one still after a season, one of the most unknown, unknowable players um, in this that's available. He's up there with LaMelo and the guys coming in. Kind of with, uh, with his teammate, Michael Porter Jr. as well. Two guys on the Nuggets who could be really, really good, um, but we, we don't exactly know what they look like. But all that he needs to do for me is come in and back up Bam. So I, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, with pick number 25, I'm going to take um, the number two pick in the 2019 draft. Uh, I'm sorry, not the number two pick, the number three pick. And I'm going to take Mr. R.J. Barrett uh, to be my backup shooting guard. Um, I, what do you guys think about RJ Barrett? He was the number one player out of high school that year. He was ranked higher than Zion. He went to Duke and it felt like they didn't know how to use him. Um, and I don't entirely know what kind of player he is, uh, but it definitely didn't feel like Duke had any idea how to use him or how to play him. But if I'm getting him, uh, this late, I'm excited to add him to my team. What do you guys think about him as a player? Would you be trying to buy him and trade for him on your team? Um, would you be excited if the Grizzlies traded for him or if, if Houston traded for him, or are you out on R.J. Barrett? Uh, I like R.J. Barrett. I think uh, the Knicks might not know how to use him, but I don't know if the Knicks know how to use anybody. Um, again, it's hard to say. I do like him overall. He's uh, he's still only like 20 years old after playing one year in the NBA. He's I don't think he's 21. Um, 
Yeah, I I like the pick. It, high upside. He can play two. He's he's a slasher. You can never have enough of those guys. He's a good playmaker too. Um, yeah, I think at Duke that got lost a little bit, but he's he's a good playmaker. I mean, he's six foot five. He can handle the ball. Uh, if he tries hard on D, uh, which there's no evidence that he won't. Um, I I I think there's uh, I think any NBA team would love to have RJ as a developmental guy right now. Yeah. So and I think that's go one, ahead. one of the knocks on him is he, at least for me, is he is a left-handed guy, and uh, it's well documented that I'm a big right-handed guy. So uh, we'll have to figure out something to do with that. Um, but RJ Barrett is a lefty. Yeah, just a massive right-handed guy. I am a big right-handed guy. Um. Okay, I am up next. I am going to take Cole Give Anthony. me. I want to, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take buddy healed. Oh uh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. He was on my list. I almost picked him with that last pick. Uh, now my bench is just hero SGA van Vliet, and buddy healed. So I'm allowed to take no more guards the rest of this draft. <laughs> no more guards for me. Um, but I mean, the dude can shoot the lights out. I know if you're just looking at who's going to help you win this year, in this draft, he is high up on this list. Um, his obviously he is he is about maxed out his potential. He's been in the league for a while. Uh, he's drafted into 2016, so uh, he doesn't really have. I don't know how much better he's going to get. But if there's a lot of NBA teams that would love to have Buddy Hield come off the bench, and a, he could start on a lot of NBA teams too. So just I just think that's incredible value with how late I'm getting him. Yeah, yeah, especially like, since we're not worrying about contracts. He's a great player to have at any price coming off your bench this late. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so with my pick here, um, let's see. Crap, I was, I was going to go Buddy Healed there. So now I'm struggling. I'm going to take uh, – uh, I'm going to pull the trigger. Give me give me Markel Fultz. Wow. Wow. He did uh, it. I, I did it. Drafted number one overall, 2017. I don't know how else to say it. He basically got the yips um, with the 76ers, has gone to the Magic and – has slowly been putting things back together. I think Chase has predicted him to be an all-star every year the last two or three seasons. This is the year, baby. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think his potential is definitely worth taking the risk on here. Uh, His playmaking and hopefully his shooting come back to him. I'm not going to lie, I did not watch a lot of Magic games uh, this past season so but i think they should be fun to watch this year if everyone stays healthy yeah i i think that's a good pick i have can i can i press pause on this for a second not not the actual podcast i just want to read a couple names to you uh these, these are people on tanner's team let's just think about the spacing here ben simmons <laughs> zion williamson LaMelo Ball, 
P.J. Washington, Lonzo Ball, and Markel Fultz. These are, there's more than one or two guys on this list who have gotten the shooting yips. I love Markel Fultz. I think he is a wonderful player. I love Lonzo. I think he is a wonderful player. I'm excited for LaMelo. You're going to have to be careful with some of these lineups. Well, yeah, but the names you left off there, Jamal Murray, Brandon Ingram, and Michael Porter Jr., those are pure offensive players. You're going to have to keep two of the three of them on the floor at all times. No, no, this... This team's going to work, trust me. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love the confidence, Tanner. <laughs> I'm going to sim this on 2K. Are you kidding? Right. I, th- I think we're getting on right after this, aren't we? That's a great Building these teams in 2K. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right, you're up again. Uh, with my second pick, oh, gosh. Now, now I do not know where to go. I think... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the length of the 3-4 position. Uh, I'll go Marvin Bagley here. Mm, good choice. He was on my, my uh, top remaining players. Um, yeah, he, he probably – I don't even know how to explain this pick, but, you know, it's drafting the best guy available for me on my board. Um, what do you all think? I like him a lot. I think his Duke highlights are pretty amazing. <laughs> Chase thinks he's better than Jaron Jackson Jr. So Chase is obviously either yeah. he thinks Jaron Jackson Jr. shouldn't be drafted in this, which would be wrong, or he <laughs> he really likes Bagley. Yeah, I said that, and then it took 28 picks for him to actually get picked. So I guess I would take Jaron Jackson Jr. over him. Uh, but I'm I'm very intrigued with him as a player. I think if he can put it together, if he can stay healthy, which seems to be the big thing, I think he could be a really, really good player. All right. So um, I have the next pick. I'm looking at centers. Here's here's who I've got on my uh, could draft at center right now. I've got Zubats. I like Zubats. I do too. I, the Lakers I'm, gave him I, up for nothing. They, right. I thought it's that was insane. terrible. Like Mike Muscala, seriously? Like you, he's Zubats is good. They didn't even play him. He just sat. Muscala just sat on the bench for the rest of yeah, that season. That was horrible. I feel like that was like a. I don't know. LeBron might get mad. I was like, what are you doing? Um, I got Jarrett Allen is still on the board. Mitchell Robinson is still on the board. Wendell Carter Jr. is still on the board, but he is, he's like six foot eight. Um, James Wiseman is still on the board. And Jackson <sighs> Hayes. Jackson Hayes is still on the board. You haven't named the guy I want. I haven't. Okay. Um, I have no idea who Chase wants. Laurie Markin is still on the board. <laughs> All right. Oh, I didn't think about him. <laughs> okay, you know, I got Okay, now I know who I want Okay I am going to take Brandon Clark Of course you are uh, I'm going to take Brandon <laughs> Clark With my 10th pick uh, Brandon Clark came in Third in rookie of the year Voting this year Third He's good, Does I think he's a good player I think he's completely maxed out as a player I think what you have in him right now Is who he will be for the rest of his career Which is a good player, it's fine I'll take it I'll take it. He's a great team guy. (laughs) Oh, come on. 
No, I'll I'll gladly take Brandon Clark. And the great thing about him is he can play center, but he's really a four, and he can play he can play three in a pinch. So I'll I'll take Brandon Clark, and I might have to swing back and get a center later. All right, uh, with the 30th overall pick, I'm going to be picking the man that I was hoping you would not, which is Wendell Carter Jr. I'm shocked he fell this far. You shouldn't be. <laughs> Why? Are, are you out on him? I'm, I'm so out on him. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, it's, uh, maybe I don't watch enough. I'm not grinding tape on the Bulls. But <laughs> Why not? I'm just not. He's too short to play center, and, but that's what he is. He is a center. I don't need him to play center. I need him to be some combination of a backup center, backup power forward. And so I guess that's like, he's the 10th man on my roster right now. And so I get like on a normal NBA roster, your 10th man might get some minutes, but he might also ride the bench for the entire season. So if I get nothing out of him, that's fine. Uh, but having a serviceable player that I could put out there, and I think I would trust him. I'm not worried about him. And he doesn't seem to be a uh, personality problem in the Bulls locker room, although the Bulls locker room has had some problems. Um, I feel good bringing him into my team. Okay, before we do anything else, I just want to confirm. This is, this is how far I said the draft would go. Do you guys want to do a lightning round, two more rounds? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I, I kind of planned on it because, uh, yeah, I need a center. Okay, okay, <laughs> we're doing we're doing two more rounds, two more picks each, uh, six picks total. Okay, Chase, in the An- with your eleventh, Anthony Edwards. I'll, I'll take him. The number one pick in this year's draft. Um, one of the stories yeah. that I heard about him before this that I loved was he only started playing basketball like his halfway through his junior year of high school. I think he had been a football player up until then, uh, or maybe a baseball player. But he jumped into basketball super, super late, so he's only been playing for like two and a half years. Um, he, I, I'm really interested to see what kind of player he turns into. I don't feel great about him um, as the number one pick in a draft, but if I'm getting him to be my 11th man, uh, yeah, he's 19 years old. I'll take him. Let's see what he turns into. Good pick. Uh, I am up with my 11th pick. I'm, I'm going to take... James Wiseman. He has, he has a lot of upside. And uh, this late in the draft, I'm down with the, just, a, just an upside pick, similar to your Edwards pick. If he hits, he's going to be a star. So I'll take Wiseman. Yeah, so we've got, I've got two picks left. Uh, I had three guys on that list. James Wiseman was one of them. So I'm going to take both of my other two. Give me Jarrett Allen and John Collins. Um, Jarrett Allen can kind of be my traditional center. Um, He's kind of held down the fort for Brooklyn this past year um, in the wake of DeAndre Jordan. Um, John Collins, young four slash five that's – Definitely part of the modern NBA can shoot threes, can stretch the floor, can guard the three, four, five. Uh, I like both those guys. All right, I uh, with my last pick, I'm going to take maybe the best catch and shoot no shooter in NBA history. He had a historically good season last year. I'm taking Duncan Robinson. No, <laughs> oh, that's who I wanted. 
I got him. Hey, there's another historically good shooter on the board. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I wanted Duncan Robinson so bad. I was I was waiting and waiting and waiting and thinking he might have slipped on all of your guys' boards. Oh shoot! Hey, um, discount Duncan Robinson is still on the board. We went I'm to gonna, college I, with him. I'm gonna need a second if you want to do a riff on on the guy you're talking about. All right, so let me just before Chase makes his pick, let me let me tell everybody the stakes. Okay, so there are uh, by my estimations three franchise changing players left on the board. Uh, the first one is greatest Lipscomb basketball player of all time, Garrison Matthews. Career high 28 points in the NBA. Uh, just a killer from deep. Okay. Horrible defender, but he tries really hard. All right. So Garrison <laughs> Matthews is on the board. And then there are still two NBA champions on the board Alex Caruso and Taylor mm. Horton Tucker. Mm. So actually, Kuzma is also on the board still. So no, we don't count him. Um, <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker uh, recently scored over 30 points in a preseason game. I think he had like 30 something in 11. Like, yeah, his it final was ridiculous. Stats were crazy. It was absurd. And then you have fan favorite Alex Caruso, who, uh, if you ask me what NBA player jersey do I really want for Christmas, I would love an Alex Caruso jersey. So. There is uh, one pick left. Those are the stakes. Chase, who you got? I'm going out of left field here. Um, I'm very, very happy with my roster. I think uh, when, when you're happy with a roster, the one thing that a team always needs is extra shooting. Um, and having a guy who is a proven clutch knockdown shooter, this guy is purely a catch and release guy. He's very, very similar to Duncan Robinson in that way. I'm not going to be expecting him to do anything except hit spot up threes. I will be taking the one, the only Mr. Kyle guy out of the university of Virginia. Uh, that man hit one of the best college basketball shots I have ever seen versus Auburn in the final four. Um, and then even last night hit a very, very good buzzer beater in NBA preseason. Um, so I'll be taking Kyle guy to be my 12th man. He hit an, yeah, he hit a game winner in the preseason like last night or two nights ago. Yeah. It, it was impressive. It was I a nice little on, step through. I saw it on house of highlights. He got that. He got that flyby. Oh, that was good. He, he reminds me of a cheap man's uh, Tyler Harrow. He's got the, the, the swag. He's got the tats. He rocks the shooter sleeve. Um, I'll take a guy with the last name guy so I can just have pretty sick jerseys. True. Any final thoughts on uh, your teams or the draft before we wrap up? I'm very happy with my team. Um, I think a team of probably starting Ben Simmons, Zion, Jamal Murray. Um, I guess then it'd be probably Brandon Ingram and I guess Jared Allen would probably start at center. Yeah. I, I, I feel confident my team could take either of yours. I, I also like my team. Um, I think chase is probably has an advantage just because he has by far the best player. I have by far the best player. And I, I feel really, really good about having balanced out Luca with bam. 
I don't know yeah. that there was a better pairing in this draft than putting those two together. So I don't know that it really matters who else I put around them, but I put a lot of shooting around them, and I put a couple guys who can defend with uh, Jalen Brown and then having Pascal Siakam and Malcolm Brogdon. I as well feel really good about my team. Uh, if you were asking me to pick some uh, either one of your teams and not my own, uh, I am more scared of Michael's team than Tanner's team. Um, wow. Tanner, your final two picks of Jarrett Allen and John Collins uh, were uninspiring. Tanner, Tanner went through that all potential streak of Michael Porter Jr., Lamelo Ball, PJ Washington, Lonzo Ball, Markel Fultz, Marvin Bagley. Yeah, and. Michael, your, your team doesn't have a whole lot of height, but all you have to do is split Jaron Jackson and DeAndre Ayton, and you're golden. That's all you need. Right, right. I I feel great about I feel great about my team. I and I, I actually I genuinely like every guy on the team. So. Yes, because half of them are Grizzly players. Yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> Grizzlies players, Heat players. Um, if I if I had one more if I had one more pick, I, I would have taken Lipscomb Bison, Garrison Matthews. Oh, I was going to say, it's a miracle Grayson Allen isn't on your team. I thought about picking Grayson Allen hey. with the last pick and saying it was because of his Duke highlights. <laughs> he, he had a sneaky good season last year. I know that's, the, that's fandom. But he the had, other person he had on a my sneaky list, good season. The other person on my list here at the very bottom that was not crossed off is Luke Kennard. I almost picked Luke Kennard. His college highlights. Uh, yeah. If you guys had to pick one rookie that wasn't selected – who would you take? I thought about picking um, Isaac Okoro out of Auburn. I think he mm. was a very good pick for Cleveland, uh, depending on how they use him. If they just use him in a cheap man's BAM role, where he goes out there and he just has to be the anchor of a defense, I think he could be a really good player. I thought about picking him if some, if some of the big men um, who I had ahead of him flew off the board, but I'm excited to watch him. Um. Not going to lie, I don't know a lot of this year's draft outside of the top three, but probably the guy that I'd be most interested in would be uh, Obi Toppin. Um, yeah. Drafted eighth yeah. to the Knicks. I, I, I think Toppin is, like, for sure going to be a good NBA player. I think the other guys, we have no idea. Uh, Alexei Pokushevsky, I don't know if you guys caught, like, the highlights of him, like, just they were low lights they weren't highlights in his pre in this preseason action so far um yeah i don't know i'm really intrigued obviously i would want to take desmond bain uh pick 30 by the grizzlies but obviously i i if i had to pick somebody um i'm, I'm probably taking cole anthony because uh you know he he's a baller what can i say his step back was amazing in his first preseason action so there you go all right Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. I am going to uh, put our teams up on Twitter and you, the listener, can vote on who you think has the best team. So that will be quite fun. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retweet that out and uh, just let us know. Let us know your thoughts. Who did, who did we not take that you think that's just a sham? I want to hear it. Happy birthday, Mitchell. <laughs>